This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, November 17th. Brought to you by Watkins and Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Top Dem confident on Build Back Better. We'll get it done. GOP senators call for supply chain hearing in Ag Committee. Democratic congressional leaders and the White House are expressing confidence that the House will pass President Biden's Build Back Better bill ahead of the Thanksgiving break. We're going to get it done this week, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer told reporters on Tuesday. The bill depends for funding on getting a substantial amount of revenue from tighter tax enforcement and the Congressional Budget Office estimate is expected to be well short of what the White House forecast. But White House spokesman Andrew Bates said that shouldn't create a problem for the bill's passage. A key moderate Democrat, Oregon Representative Kurt Schrader, told reporters, He's okay that if the CBO estimate is less than the White House's. He said the bill, quote, looks like it's going to be fully paid for, at least from my standpoint. By the way, the American Farm Bureau Federation came out against the bill yesterday, despite the agriculture provisions that have broad support from many other farm groups. GOP senators call for supply chain hearing in Ag Committee. Concern about supply chain failures and the rise in cost of farm inputs continues to build momentum on Capitol Hill. And now three Republican senators are seeking a hearing in the Senate Ag Committee. GOP Senators Roger Marshall of Kansas, John Thune of South Dakota, and Johnny Ernst of Iowa say they want to know how the Biden administration is planning to sort out the snarls in the supply chain and bring down prices for fertilizers, pesticides, and other inputs. And they say they want Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, a co-chair of the Supply Chain Disruption Task Force, to testify. We've heard reports that the price of shipping containers importing and exporting our products have increased from roughly 4000 to $30,000 a container in some instances. The three senators say in a letter they sent yesterday to Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow. Ag lenders report good news on the profitability front. Agriculture lenders expect 80% of their borrowers will be profitable in 2021, 70% of those remaining profitable through next year. That's according to the latest survey of lenders conducted by the American Bankers Association and the Federal Agricultural Mortgage Corporation. It is the first time since the survey started in 2016 that a majority of ag lenders, uh, almost 70%, reported overall farm profitability increased in the prior year, the group said. This was largely due to government support, which lenders estimate accounted for 38% of borrowers' net income. Only 8.9% of lenders reported a decrease in overall profitability, down slightly from 79.2% in 2021. Lenders said inflationary pressure is their top concern. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. 
funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Good morning. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Litigation over VAX mandate for private businesses consolidated in the Sixth Circuit. The Sixth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Cincinnati will have jurisdiction going forward over nearly three dozen petitions filed in federal appeals courts challenging the Occupational Safety and Health Administration's vaccination mandate for private businesses. The Judicial Panel on Multidistrict Litigation picked the Sixth Circuit randomly yesterday as the result of a lottery. Now, the Fifth Circuit of the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has already stayed the mandate after saying it raised serious constitutional questions. The mandate, which requires employees at companies of a 100 or more employees to either get vaccinated or undergo weekly testing, it's scheduled to become fully effective on January 4th. President Biden talks a little bit about trade with Xi Jinping. President Joe Biden did talk to Chinese President Xi Jinping about trade and the Phase 1 deal in their virtual meeting on Monday night, that according to a senior White House official, but neither leader dwelled on the subject. It wasn't a particularly dominant part of the conversation, said the official who briefed reporters on the three-and-a-half-hour meeting. However, the official did say, Biden underscored the, quote, importance of China fulfilling its phase one commitments and its desire to see real progress on the conversations that U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai is having with her counterpart, Vice Premier Liu He. China's pledge to purchase U.S. ag commodities under the phase one trade deal ends December 31st. Rubio announces hold on ambassador to China nominee. The Biden administration may be intent on advancing the U.S.-China dialogue, but Florida GOP Senator Marco Rubio is trying to complicate matters. The senator put out a press release yesterday to announce that he has put a hold on the nomination process for Biden's choice to be the next U.S. ambassador to China. Rubio did note the long public service career nominee Nicholas Burns, currently a professor of the practice of diplomacy and international relations at Harvard University Kennedy School of Government and formerly an undersecretary of political affairs at the State Department as well as an ambassador to NATO. But Rubio complained that Burns, quote, does not understand the threat posed by the Chinese Communist Party. Dane supports Biden nominee to lead Fish and Wildlife. A Republican senator is backing the nomination of Martha Williams to be director of the Fish and Wildlife Service ahead of our confirmation hearing today before the Environment and Public Works Committee. In a letter to the Environment and Public Works Committee Chairman Tom Carper of Delaware and ranking member Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, Montana Steve Dane said, I believe Ms. Williams will bring a pragmatic, balanced approach to the U.S. and with U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Williams was the director of Montana's Department of Fish, Wildlife and Parks between 2017 and 2020 after more than a 20-year stint as a legal counsel. 
Williams has been serving since January 20 as Principal Deputy Director of FWS and is designated to exercise the delegable authority of the Director. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, November 17th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.